0: the better golf podcast powered by win daily sports where betters go to bet better here are your hosts t off sports and sticks picks Hey guys, hope everyone is doing well out there. I'm Spencer Aguiar, host of the Better Golf Pod, and I appreciate you joining me here for the CJ Cup. We weren't able to get an audio podcast out last week for those that listen on iTunes, but I did release a video version of the show if you follow me on Twitter at T Off Sports. Uh, we should have things back to normalcy after an off week, but be sure to follow me on social media as it is to gain some of the in depth data that I release throughout an event. I try to highlight as many plays as I can on this show, but I always have additional information that can be found there, including my in-tournament head-to-head wagers that have gone 121, 77, and 21 for a win percentage of 61.11%. For better or worse, that seemed to be the strength once again for my card at the Shriners Open, which did seem to turn a small profit in that market, but it was a losing week overall after an extremely uneventful top 40 card saw six of my seven plays fail to cash. Hadron was the lone winner as the biggest wager of the group, but five of the bets didn't even give us a chance by missing the cut. The same fate in the head-to-head market was unfortunately suffered by Siwoo Kim, losing in a miscut, miscut battle against Jason Kokrak, something that has happened too frequently where our golfer has failed to beat an underperforming opponent. And the outright card was a little frustrating too when Sungjae M graded as the top player in my model, yet I went in a various other direction. Um, There really isn't an answer to that other than sometimes you just have to stay the course when your model is seeing something the rest of the industry isn't over any duration of time. And it just so happened I jumped off Sungjae at the wrong moment after nearly two months straight of punching a ticket. I was happy to see multiple people use my model and ended up on Sungjae. Uh, So that is a huge encouragement. But for personal tracking, it was a down event. You're going to get these swings if you gamble on sports. I I caught absolute fire for nearly a three-month span to go up 75 units. And while it has been a small downswing here as of late, I'm still showing 67.671 units of profit for over 16% ROI on the year. A really good family friend of mine was the late, great Chip Reese, who was not only considered one of the best poker players of all time, but he was also a top-notch sports better that bet six to seven figures as his standard unit size. Uh, Chip said it best to me when he told me that it's a long road that doesn't turn. So we just need to stay the course and keep approaching things with an open and fresh mindset. With that goal in mind, let's get into some of our research for the CJ Cup. Uh, We are back in Vegas again at a venue that will be making its first appearance on the PGA Tour called the Summit Club. And if we are just looking at proximity of the course from my home, it's only a few neighborhoods down the road. The venue as a whole is extremely exclusive and costs $200,000 a year to become a member. And despite the lack of stats available, I do believe we can come up with some great comp courses. Uh, Before we get into those, I do want to mention this is a par 72 that plays right around 7,450 yards. The greens will be bent grass. It's a no-cut event that features only 78 players. And we should be able to use some of that data in our research. Par 72 means we get a full set of par 5s. 7,459 yards places this as a course that might require distance off the tee, and bent grass greens highlight a surface to hone in on while we make a model. But the research doesn't stop there because of who the architect is of the venue. Tom Fazio designed the Summit Club in 2017, and I have noticed most of his tracks are very similar in makeup, Fazio likes deep bunkering where the fairways and greens are surrounded by sand traps. The complexes of the putting surface are usually on the large side, sometimes fast. And I think we're going to get that here because of the heat. Distance tends to play as an advantage because of the wide open nature. And that even pushes us to long iron play because the track sets up to require more length in all avenues. I believe you could go down the rabbit hole of countless Fazio properties and come up with more examples, but I like Shadow Creek as a comp, which is the Vegas course used last year for the event. And the second would be Caves Valley, won by Patrick Cantley a few months ago during the BMW Championship. Both of those ended up being nearly identical model builds for me from a statistical makeup, but I weighted seven categories this week for the Summit Club. So I started with total driving for 17.5%. That was an 80-20 split of distance over accuracy, 15% on proximity over 175 yards. That stat was a staple in almost any Fazio design that I looked into. Par 5 birdie or better for 17.5%. I think this is going to be an easy course, and a par 72 always pushes par 5 scoring up in importance. I have weighted bentgrass category that incorporates strokes gain total on the surface and also just putting. That is a 50-50 split between the two to derive a number there. Strokes gain total on easy courses for 12.5%. I almost always use this for an event that I anticipate to be 20 under par or beyond. There's just something to be said about how certain players improve when faced with a shootout. And that's why you hear that stat from me so frequently. The PGA Tour has really gone down the path here lately where we're getting a bunch of easy courses. I have avoided bunker play for 12.5%. That is 70% sand save percentage from greenside sand traps and 30% GIR percentage from fairway bunkers. Players with distance should be able to cut off the dog legs. So that is why I weighed the green side ones heavier. And then I wrapped it up with 10% on three-putt avoidance plus around the green. The breakdown there is 60% three-putt and 40% around the green. These are larger surfaces that can get dried out because of the Vegas heat. And short game is going to matter with the undulation at the property. So to summarize up all of that, I'm looking for golfers that have distance off the tee, long iron proximity to account for these large green complexes, a handful of short game stats, and some sand safe percentage because of the deep bunkering. But let's look into what all that data spits out in a model and see if we can't provide a handful of players that we might want to fade in Vegas. The three most notable golfers to me that pop up in my model and in my mind would be Abraham Anser, Hideki Matsuyama, and Mark Leishman. That is both a DFS and head-to-head fade on that group. I grabbed Scotty Scheffler minus 110 over answer earlier in the week at an offshore book. I think almost any opponent he is faced against is going to make sense, though. The same can be said about Hideki. I prefer an opponent like Cameron Smith, but I do believe most golfers are going to be a value against him at your shop. And then Leishman is the tricky one of the group because I have seen him listed as a substantial dog to pretty much any opponent uh, that you can find. I don't mind laying the juice with a golfer like Joaquin Neiman over him at a legal sports book like FanDuel. Maybe you can find an opponent like English or Lowry at a decent juice elsewhere, but I'm not buying into Leishman's back-to-back top fives. He needed to gain over 14 shots on the greens to get those finishes, and he's being priced as if he is a top 20 golfer in this field, which I don't believe is the case. As always, it is a tough market to talk about because there are so many books where you can find the best number or matchup possible, but I think you get a very good idea of where I am at for a contest if you make a copy of my model that I release for free on Twitter during each event. There, you will be able to change the weights and build a model of your own when you do that, and it's been my bread and butter and why head-to-heads in general for me have been hitting at around a 60% clip, even though I must note part of that is because I am very selective when I release a target for public consumption recommending every small edge doesn't help the masses. If someone doesn't have access to a book and a few points here and there will drastically change your season and ROI, but let's move into the top 40 market where I don't have many plays to discuss. It's a limited field. It's a no cut tournament. Most of the times when you get these, it makes more sense to play down to the top 30, 20 or 10, um, but even still, I'm not looking to become heavily invested. I think the best value for a no-cut tournament always will come from the in-tournament wagers, whether that be on an outright perspective of it or even just the head-to-head betting perspective. I'm speaking more of the head-to-head betting. I think is that's where it's the best. But even with the outright, I think you can find value that way. But there were a few top 40 bets that I found intriguing. The first one was Jonathan Vegas at plus 100 on FanDuel. This is a very small edge for me. Uh, This is just going to be a way for me to gain exposure since I don't want to use him on DFS sites as a $6,300, 15% owned golfer. He's one of the longer drivers on tour. And as I've mentioned countless times already, distance should be relevant here but perhaps more so than any reason. You don't have to look any further than the city being named after him. Vegas being in Vegas, I I think that that's going to play well for him. So uh, I like Jonathan Vegas at plus 100. The second top 40 play is Cameron Davis plus 100 on FanDuel. You could play this beyond the top 40 and into the top 20 zone if you want. But with the card being as limited as it is, I'm going to take the conservative route and grab my small edge in this fashion. Davis has shown in the past that he can succeed at open tracks evident by his victory at the rocket mortgage earlier this season. And the floor has been extremely high for him with five top 31s in his last eight starts. If we do progress down to the next set, the only other play I'm going to give on here is Cameron Smith plus plus one twenty-five to come top 20. You can find a book that pays ties in full. I would probably like that more. I don't mind paying a few more cents to lock in this range since, um, You know, this is going to be a harder range to come in. We're used to these top 40 wagers where more people get paid, but Smith is the number one player on my model this week. And I'm going to try and take advantage of him in all markets. You can go further into the top 10 or five markets if you want, but I'm just going to play this for a larger wager as a top 20 and have my outright ticket on him and call it a day. Um, You know, that will be it for me there. That moves us into the final portion of the show, which is the outright market. And it's going to be a four-player card for me, which is led by Rory McIlroy at 20 to one. That price can be found on a site like William Hill, but the perception around Rory is so bad that I wouldn't be shocked if this didn't shift another point or two by Thursday. Fazio layouts have always been great for Rory's game, and he ranks number one on my model when recreating total driving for this course. His long iron proximity plays nicely at a venue where he can freely bomb it off the tee. And I don't believe the game is that far off for a player that has still gained in nine straight starts in total strokes gain data. The second player is Cameron Smith at 34 to one. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, he's the number one player in my model. I build my spreadsheet without outright prices being incorporated as it's any sort of a built in total towards the weight. That typically means you should get more outcomes like this. But you would be surprised how infrequently the scenario plays itself out. If you're looking at a star-studded field, I couldn't tell you the last time Rom, Cantley, Thomas, Bryson, Rory, Dustin, or Morikawa weren't at the top. I know not all of those names are in the field this week, but there are enough to make it worthwhile that Smith is number one. And that 34 to one can be found at FanDuel. I have Scotty Scheffler at 33 to one. That price has since dropped to 30 to one at most shops and is on the move even from there. Uh, It's a similar to my thought process last week where it does take some configuring of my model to move this towards being a value, but I'm willing to ignore the performance from Scheffler last week. I think that's more aberrational than anything else. We still know he likes birdie fest. I still think his win is around the corner, and I think this is the perfect venue for him to get it at. And then Joaquin Neiman at 55 to one would be my last play. I did consider Victor Hovland. I just worry a little bit about Hovland of him losing nine strokes around the green last week. Maybe he turns it around, but I thought Neiman at 55 to one was a better value. All things consider um, that is available at Offshores and DraftKings, but he is one of the most mispriced players for me in the market. And that's not only on DFS. As far as DFS goes, I thought he should have been a $9,100 golfer, but even in the outright market, I had him proper at 35 to one Neiman ranks third in my recreated total driving stats and is also 13th for three putt avoidance. The numbers are better than the form. And he has gained with his irons in 13 of 16 and off the tee of in ten of his past 12. Um, I'm not going to try and stay on both he and I'm sorry, I'm going to try to stay on both he and Scheffler for as long as I can, if the numbers remain advantageous to do so. And I, you know, it's kind of the same thing as last week where I had Scheffler, I had Neiman, obviously neither one of those two things ended up coming to fruition for me, but I do think a win is coming for each and I don't want to miss the mark on either one of them, but that will do it for me this week though. I want to thank everyone who has tuned into the show for the last couple of weeks. I know most people are doing football, but it means a lot to me for everybody to be here and to tune in and listen. You can find me on Twitter at T off sports. You can find this podcast at better golf pod. I look forward to talking to everyone again next week and let's make some money.